First Thessalonians chapter 4 begins with an exhortation. And to exhort someone is to strongly urge or encourage someone to do something. And what Paul was exhorting the Thessalonians to do was to abstain from fornication. And in their society, at their time, fornication, sensuality, and immorality were very present. Um, these things were rife in their society, even fostered by their pagan religions. Things were committed in the temple that were unspeakable. And so Paul, he's brought this small group of believers together as a church. He's visited Thessalonica a year ago, only spent one month there, but raised up this young church, and he's exhorting them to abstain from fornication, and he's exhorting them to be sanctified, to live a holy life for the church life. And this would please God. Man was made to express God. Surely Paul would have told them that man was made to hold God as a vessel and containing God to then express God. We saw from Genesis 1.26 last semester that we have been created in God's image to have God's dominion as a vessel to contain him as life. This agrees with, with that, that he, that he wants us to live a holy life that matches him in actually de departs from the standard in the world. You know, in our society, there are many elements that uh, are present in our society that glorify the gratification of the lusts of man's flesh, the view of uh, bodies and the things that are on screens and in person just give a uh, free liberal uh, pathway to the fleshly living uh, that ultimately separates us from God and contaminates us so that we, we can't express him. But because we have believed the truth, we're living a different life. We're not giving our bodies to fornication. We're giving our bodies to sanctification. And he says in verse 4 that we should know how to possess our own vessel, and he means our own body, uh, in sanctification and honor. Sanctification referring to our standing before God, and honor referring to our standing before men. And he mentions that in verse 8, God gave his Holy Spirit to us to enable us to live such a life. His Holy Spirit is the enabling uh, life that can that can drive us to live a holy life. And he also mentions that we should never overstep in the church and take advantage of our brothers. Um, and I believe he's referring to committing adultery in the church. This should never happen. And that God would avenge such a thing if it were to happen. In verse 6, he says, God is the avenger concerning all these things. So then he moves on to speak about a few other things briefly. He says that, we need to be living a life of brotherly love. I love this in Greek. It's literally the word Philadelphia. Uh, phileo means to love and adelphos means brother. So he says we should live a life of Philadelphia, a life of brotherly affection. That should be a characteristic of our church life. 
and he says we're taught of God to love one another. And then he says we should live uh, toward those who are outside as, as, need, as having no needs, having need of nothing. We should learn how to work. We should have a job. We should have uh, an orderly living so that we would um, not be a disruptance or a disturbance to those who are outside the church, but rather be a good pattern to them. And then he gives them a little encouragement in verses 13 through 18 concerning those who have passed away in their midst. Uh, he says that, that some will die, some will pass away, uh, but the, the Lord himself considered death to be just sleep. And here Paul agrees with that. He says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning those who are sleeping, that you would not grieve as also the rest who have no hope. So here he's touching the hope of the believers. And that hope is placed firmly on Christ's second coming. When he comes, he will resurrect the dead believers and he will rapture the living believers. And we will be together with the Lord in the cloud. And we could be comforted concerning those who pass away. If they die in Christ, God will raise them and bring them with Christ at his coming. So they are not separated from us forever. And I personally can attest to how comforting that is. When loved ones leave us, they're not gone forever. They're just, in the Lord's eyes and here in Paul's words, they're just sleeping. So we'll see them again. So this is some basic fellowship of Paul to the Thessalonians, chapter 4, concerning their sanctification, their uh, brotherly love, walking becoming, becomingly toward those who are outside, and their having a hope for the dead believers. So hope you enjoyed this practical word to the Thessalonians. We'll see you tomorrow for 1 Thessalonians chapter 5.